0: Welcome to Latinx Audio Lit Mag. I'm your host, Teresa Douglas. In this week's episode, we're going to hear fiction from Mary Jo Garrido. Insignificant. The afternoon pretends to be insignificant. I sit on a solitary corner of the small cafe with European airs. On the other side of the glass window, Santo Domingo and the muffled sound of traffic struggle before the commercial plaza. The sun glints on the vehicles, on the cobbled parking area, in between the slate gray delineating the clouds. Before me, the cappuccino with extra cream I ordered and some cookies. We used to come here. But I love these Deritos Zenobia, de bright finger cookies, metaphor and all. A few feet in front of me, two lovebirds are seated on the same side of the table. She's resting her head on his shoulder. His arm cuddles her back. I take away my eyes from them sweetly, and nibble on one of the bebitos de novia. Butter, sweetness, and the acidity of guava melt on my tongue. The rest of it disappears in my mouth, followed by a couple of sips from my cappuccino. A flirty giggle makes me turn to the opposite side of where I'm seated. Another couple but these ones don't seem to know each other well yet. They're seated on opposite sides of the table, no hands held across it. She leans toward him every time she giggles, and then jerks her hair back, smiling wide. She sips from her cup, her eyes fixed on his. Flirting ritual. Lady Malmas caught her, and then run to extend the thrill of feeling desired, and hide a bit longer her incognito answer. They talk from time to time, but only meaningless syllables reach me. I can't see his face. But when he rests his arms on the edge of the table and rubs with his fingertips the ghost ring on his left hand, a mouthful of air gets stuck in my throat. I recognize the and forest green stripes over the white shirt and the dark hair on his cinnamon-skin arm, sweet, bitter, forgotten. He keeps rotating the invisible ring on his finger, just as he used to do when it wasn't invisible, when my name, and a date, surrounded that finger. He laughs. I could hear the Casanova words hidden in his laughter. I know them well. It had only been three months, and there are spider webs like creepers all over his memories. His laughter uncovers them abruptly. The silence that lingered at our dining table. The business calls that make him walk away far enough from me. My desire, tossing and turning on our bed for weeks alongside his darkness. His Judas kisses when he got home, and I pretended I was sleeping, but the alarm clock at my bedside accused him because it was two in the morning. The foreign perfume on his neck, and the strands of someone else's hair on his suit. Blatant. Shameless. The moment I spilled what was left of my love all over the floor and yelled, I'm no sheep for you to trample on me. His sheepish eyes making more promises, reciting in vain more of his line verses of love. How soon after everyone saw him strutting around the city with her, greeting my friends to introduce her, unabashed, and then leave holding her hand. I look again at her. It's not her, this one's barely 20. They keep giggling, flirting. He reclines on his chair and rests his ankle on the opposite knee while shaking his feet. She sips her cup and smiles, eyes and all. Then he leans toward her and tries to take her hand, but she rushes to hide it under the table on her lap. He leans further, close to her ear, whispers something, and as he does her smile flatlines. She gets up, grabs her purse, and leaves. He stays, playing with the mark of the ring on his finger. For a few seconds he stares ahead, at nothing. Then he gets up. As he turns around to walk out of the café, he sees me. Smiles. Hesitates? He approaches me anyway. I remain seated. I don't invite him to join me. He bends and kisses me on the cheek, too close to my lips. His political discourse starts love demagogy. Even his eyes turn red when he says the woman of my life. I devour the remaining dedito Zenobia de novia from a bite or two while he keeps babbling. Look at me, he says, but I don't. The bubbles of his I love you, of his no one like you, of his I'm devastated vanish in the air before they can touch me. When I take the last sip of my cappuccino, I'm not listening anymore. I stand up, He grabs my arm to stop me, and from his lips, strange beasts, desperate creatures, come out. I say nothing, push his head away, and walk out. My love for him was locked moribund in our forsaken home, whispering, nevermore. As I walk to my car, a yellow butterfly flutters before my eyes, free. The afternoon doesn't pretend insignificance anymore. It transcends. Thanks for listening to Latinx Audio Litman. Tune in to the next episode where you'll learn a little more about the author and the piece you just heard. I know you're really going to enjoy it.